RPS. Live from Primavera Sound 2022. Proudly presented by Cupra. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming here. This is Radio Primavera Sound, our last interview of the day. And it is with great honor that I introduce to you Interpol. Daniel, Paul, and Sam are here with us in the studio. It's so good to see you guys again. Likewise. How are you? Hola. Very well. And and now, now everything has come full circle. I've been waiting a long time for this moment. How does it feel to be back in uh, playing Primavera? Uh, that you were here the last time, the last time we managed to celebrate the festival, uh, playing the big stage like you're going to do again tonight. Um, what's going to change this time? Big question. Go ahead, Paul. What's going to change, Paul? <laughs> um, well, there's some new material in there. Um, I feel like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so nothing new there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be great. Well, there's many headliners, and uh, th this is the thing with this year. I mean, there's so many names of the double weekender and stuff. It's crazy. But if you look at it from a certain prism, this weekend, uh, for people like me who grew up, who had some of the best years of our lives in the 2000s, uh, it's Interpol, The Strokes, and Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Three of the bands that defined the, the New York scene of the 2000s. Uh, does that give you guys some context? Do you feel like you have a certain responsibility to, to, to create this moment in history? Wow. I don't know about like recreating or, you know, representing or recreating. I, I, it's just a great lineup overall in general, like both weekends. And, uh, and it's always a really great time to play this festival. And it's always a pleasure. So it's, I think it's more about that. It's, it's an event, you know, it feels like. So it's, it's good to be back here. Yeah. And it's an honor. I mean, such, that's a great bill. I wasn't even aware the Yes were playing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, it's 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 almost gonna be like um, yeah, like a re like a reunion celebration or something yeah, of no, some and sort. I, I hear you about like representing, and I think yeah, we will represent and and you know do our part in that triumvirate of indie New York history. It's a continuum for us, though. We haven't stopped since, so. That's the thing. Uh, you haven't taken a break. There's no reunite. You know, of all your peers, you have stood high above everyone else's shoulders, releasing very, very good material. I mean, I personally think Marauder is one of your best albums. Um, and I was a little bit taken, like, how last time you played, you were touring on the back of Marauder, and you didn't actually play that many songs from the new album. You obviously, do you always feel that there's a certain responsibility being headliners at a festival of this dimensions, of these dimensions, that you have to keep it balanced and not only play for the hardcore fans? Yeah, I think not everyone in the audience is there just to see you. So I think uh, playing playing the hits is, is a good idea at a festival. Plus, the more records you have, it, it just becomes more complicated trying to balance out everything. So, I mean, we, we try to balance a little bit from every record, you know, as much as possible during every show. But yeah, festivals kind of are a little bit of a different sort of terrain. Because I remember when you played the uh, Turn off, turn On The Bright Lights anniversary tour at Razzmatazz, uh, I remember hearing the specialist live for the first time. 
And it is one of my favorite moments ever because I love that song. And it's obviously like a, a fan favorite. It's it's not on any of the official albums. You know, it's like a... It's a, it's a yeah, it was on a, it's a B-side to it was the a B-side. PDA single, I believe. It was the first, first pre-Bright Lights. Pre-Bright Lights, yeah. yeah. The EP with the PDA EP, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. But do you ever have that discussion knowing that you have such a large... A loyal following who's who's willing to uh, in, in appreciate any kind of whims that you may have. Do you and, and especially Primavera, where you can take the kind of those kind of risks? Do you have this argument over a set list? Like, okay, let's push the envelope a bit more. Hmm. <laughs> it's a tricky. One. I mean, uh, in some ways, you could say that even like our record's not out yet. You know, we have a new record coming out in July, and so it's not out yet. So just playing new songs is already kind of like asking in a good way, like an audience to like, we're very excited by the new material. It's a record that we're, you know, we're really into. We put a lot of work in. So it's by playing new songs and trying to get people into that when they might probably lean into something that they've had some time to be familiar with is already kind of, I think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a balance between everything, but I think we have some, we have like some, some of, hit, you know, our, our, our more popular songs and some stuff that's like deep album kind of cuts on in the set list. Yeah. And I think we go for the deeper cuts like at headlining shows again, you know, like where people might be the a segment of the crowd might love Specialist that's a bigger segment than at a festival where, you know, who knows you know, how many people really want to hear Specialist today. But we should play that song soon because that's a fun one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the other side of Make Believe, a new album, as you said, coming out in July. Uh, make sure you pre-order. We have some people there with some posters ready to be signed. <laughs> uh, what we've heard so far, the three singles or adelantos, as we'd say in Spanish, um, it's a, it, they're chilled. They're chilled. They're, is, is the album going to have a, a gentle mood? Is there a cohesive thing going on? Or will there be moments like PDA? I mean... <laughs> no. I think that it has... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's, um, I don't know. It feels like a, a very dynamic, complex record to me. I wouldn't, you know, categorize it in any one way. I would say cohesive. I do think it has like a, a real binding sound to it, but there's definitely sort of more rock moments than for instance, in the two piano songs that we put out. Um, Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty fun record, but I think it may have its own unique, you know, signature to it that may be a little unfamiliar. What I think that's part of like evolving as artists, and so hopefully it's bringing something kind of new and exotic for people to chew on. And there's definitely some songs that have a bit of menace to them. They're not all like laid back. I would say like something like Into the Night is it's oh, yeah. got some meanness yeah. to it and some left turns. You know, it's our so. prog rock song. <laughs> Pro Interpol <laughs> and prog rock. Our, you I'm know, open. Well, it's our 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 version of. You know what I mean? Maybe you don't. I shouldn't have said that. No, no. I, I, I can I can kind of imagine. Uh, I can have fun with that imagination. Um, it's the Is this the first record you've had to work on remotely due to the pandemic circumstances? Yes. And what was that experience like? Was it did, did you did you enjoy this process, this way of working solo and then bringing it together? I think eventually. I think at first it was kind of nerve wracking because we've always done it in like a basement. You know, like even throughout our career, where we where we could have afforded like to build a studio and have like a proper rehearsal facility, we never did. We just kind of kept it, you know, kind of punk rock style, you know, in a sweaty basement, and you know, we're really close to each other, and kind of operated on that tension and you know, kind of synergy. And now, you know, at this point when we hit the pandemic, we didn't have that, but there was other discoveries that were made. 
you know, in working with this process. So, you know, we, we kind of grabbed the bull by the horns and pushed it to its, to its limits to eventually, you know, create an album. And, and the choice of working with uh, legendary producers like Alan Mulder and Flood, who've helmed the production of so many albums that would fit into that kind of dark uh, umbrella, you know, Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, uh, was it a, dis a deliberate choice to work with those producers to search out, to bring out the darkness that you're so good at? Nick Cave, too. Nick Cave. <laughs> That's true. Not, I wouldn't say deliberate. I mean, one, we've worked with Mulder, Alan Mulder before. He's mixed two of our records. So we already had that familiarity and that, like, knowledge that he, you know, he's a, an incredible human, a great dude, and, and knows, has a great sensibility to, in general and certainly towards the way he approaches mixing our tracks. So that kind of already, you know, puts a little bit of comfort and confidence. Mm. And then Flood, it was just, like, excitement, I think, you know, mm. and then also... You know, excitement and also, you know, wondering like what is what it's going to be like. But it's, you know, it became very clear that he was as invested in the process and as uh, you know, and as as invested into the songs as we were. That it just became very easy and, and also very straight. We just wanted to get, bring out the best out of the music, and um, it was pretty straightforward at that. And he was a great collaborator. Yeah. Also, you know, I imagine going back to record in London, the time you could spend together in a studio. Was there a particular reason why London? because it's been such an important city for the, the history of Interpol. Did it have something to do with it? Like, uh, Well, it's where Flood's and Alan's studio is. That was the, the basic, you know, we, we, we got to work with them together and they have a facility and it just made everything a lot easier. But that said, it was kind of fun to be there. You do kind of start uh, recalling all the great moments that we, that we had. Like London was pretty important very early on. Peel session, you know, that's what kind of set this ball in motion was getting to do a peel session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I can imagine. I can imagine. And how how are you balancing, like, you know, what kind of decisions are you making towards the future of the, this tour? Uh, are, you, are you mixing things up a little? Is the logistics going to run smooth as always? Uh, I don't know. I feel like the shows have been, you know, some of the most fun I've, I ever remember having. I think we're playing, you know, It just feels great playing live shows, and I think we're we're doing really fun live shows. So I hope to kind of continue in that vein and unveil more material from the new record. I think we're all really excited about that because it's the, the the new stuff just has a tendency to feel super fun. So I think there'll be a lot of uh, representation on the headlining stuff we do, and some festivals to come once the album is out. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna rock, and then we're gonna rock some more. <laughs> uh, Paul, in, in your case. I mean, I look at your resume and you've you've ticked off so many incredible bucket lists. I mean, apart from having, you know, being together in a band with these two wonderful gentlemen and 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 still being at the top of your game, there's no nostalgia. This is like Interpol is right now, it's today. But you made a record with Reza from the Wu-Tang Clan, Banks and Steels. It was a very stylish project. It was an incredible fusion of rock and hip hop. Uh, and you've also... Sorry, I have to say, you dated a supermodel. Uh, you even starred in a movie, which has disappeared. Uh, the, a movie where you played a publicist. What happened to no, that it's movie? No, a trailer to a film. There was, a, there was a full film script, and then we shot, like, scenes from a movie that didn't exist yet as, okay. like a, as a trailer, and that's all that exists of that movie. It was a cool movie. It was a James Kennedy wrote a film. It was, right. it's, a cool, it's a cool premise, actually. Uh-huh. So, okay, so all these incredible things you've taken... What's, what's left? <laughs> what, oh. uh, is, are there ambitions... Yeah. Beyond Interpol? I mean, I think, I don't know, within Interpol, and I think as an artist, um, 
there's like tons of stuff that I look forward to exploring. Um, I even just making, continuing to make music uh, is very exciting. And I think there's this sort of sense of just like wanting to improve and explore more. And I feel like a real hunger. So yeah, I feel like I want to do shit loads more, more shit loads more stuff. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. like paint. I want to do photography. And uh, you, you mentioned Nick Cave earlier. I was amazed. I, I, we see this at Primavera every time he performs, but this this year the stage is huge. It's even bigger in the way the two stages are set up. It just feels like it's more large. And you see Nick Cave playing for two hours, mostly ballads for thousands of people without having a, okay, and turning up a notch and stuff. Does this interest you as a band to to tap into? Because the, 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 when, when Interpol gets moody, it's lovely. Like on Leif Erikson or, or, or Hands Away, that kind of stuff. Do you guys find, would you be interested in creating an album that's just like more atmosphere and mm. tapping into that kind of... I, I mean, solid. I don't hate that idea. Yeah, I mean, I, we've never really addressed a concept before we make a record and like said, let's shoot for this particular thing. It's like we just write songs together and they generally, you know, feel cohesive to one moment in time for us, for us as a collaboration. But I don't hate that idea. I mean, and like I think less, all, yeah, yeah, sorry, more scory, less vocally could be an approach, basically. <laughs> sorry. And I and I do yes, think all less of our commentary. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I do think all of our records have a balance of that. So there are if there's there are definitely representations of this, but it's true. It's like maybe we haven't done a full record with just that. Ah, so do you feel like you always you you've almost created like a the Interpol formula? No, I don't think it's a formula. I think it's more of like a natural sort of like if you write a song one way, then there's a tendency to maybe to go the opposite way, the very, you know, the next song or a couple songs. I mean, it's like a balance, but I don't think it's by force or by calculation as much as like natural, you know, writing reaction. Like even like the one of the songs we have released is Something Changed. That's, you know, it's probably very, I, I, you know, even though it's like a, pian you know, like a piano song like the other song, Tony, it's a different kind of feel. It's a different kind of mood, I find. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was very interested reading something about The Cure when they made Wish, especially the song and, you know, how it's a song about re once you've reached your goals and your dreams and you're a successful uh, person in what you've done. Uh, he expressed very well that feeling of, well, there's a certain apathy that comes with it. And uh, then I was also thinking about Anthony Bourdain, how he was living the dream and, you know, sadly... Uh, well, we know he, he he decided to put an end to it. Um, you guys, you've 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 ridden the wave of your own success and stuff. Do you ever get that feeling where it's like, is that all there is? Like that that song? I really don't relate to that sentiment at all. I, I do still feel like uh, humbled. I mean, my attitude on my own work is pretty critical, so I don't like look at it as like, man, I fucking killed it over and over again. I kind of feel like it's all been a work in progress, and I still feel like I'm totally not there yet. So for me, it's definitely not a sense of like what do I do now I've done it all it's like I feel really hungry when you're in, you're kind of in the eye of the storm too you don't really realize what's going on because you're still kind of shooting forward I think we're still moving forward towards something but you know you have to remind me personally that it was 20 years ago the first record came out because in, on one hand it just seems oh that was just a few records ago you know, you, you kind of forget the markation of time being in years, you know, so I still feel like we're kind of in the middle of something, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, we're never like really, sh when we start writing, I, I think we're never really short for ideas. We're always just kind of in the moment of just kind of working on that, whatever's 
like on the table and moving that forward. So it's never been like, wow, what do we do next? It's, it's always kind of like a reaction to each other. So, you know what I mean? I think that that's kind of probably why we are stoked about the new record and so forth, because it feels like the next chapter and a natural evolution versus like a forced one, one with too much. Like, what do we do next? It's more of this is what we are doing next. Well, thank you so much, guys. I mean, I'm getting uh, the sign from my technicians. You're on. You're on in uh, in 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 less than in 40 minutes. Interpol are playing the Pull and Bear stage, headlining tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for one of the finest bands to come out of New York City, one of the finest bands existing in the planet today. We cannot wait to hear the album The Other Side of Make Believe out July 15th, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Pre-order or just buy the vinyl from your local record store. Thank you, Daniel, Paul, and Sam. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody out there. Wow, this is incredible. Thank you. RPS Live from Premier Better Sound 2022 Proudly presented by Cupra